Welcome to Byline Wildfile, a podcast that goes beyond the headlines of Wyoming's most important news stories. I'm your host, Claire Schnatterbeck. On today's episode, we'll be joined by reporter Joel Funk to talk about Wyoming's new nuclear option. Welcome to the podcast, Joel. Thanks, Claire. Thanks for having me. So you've covered the announcement of the new nuclear natrium facility in June, um, which was unveiled by a group of elected officials along with TerraPower, which is Bill Gates' company. Can you walk us through the Mm -hmm. basic parameters of the announcement and why this news is so notable to Wyoming? What was revealed were plans to build uh, what's called an advanced nuclear reactor in Wyoming. It was touted as the first of its kind in a new generation of nuclear power plants. Behind TerraPower is no other than Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, who is investing huge sums from his vast wealth into a clean energy game changer and one that can be implemented in the near future. The proposed nuclear power plant would take place of one of four coal-fired power plants. This is a multi-billion dollar collaboration between the federal government and private enterprise, where the Department of Energy is putting a match of up to $2 billion with TerraPower. So that's $2 billion from the feds and $2 billion from TerraPower. And this is explosive news for Wyoming and the nation because climate scientists have dire warnings about a future where we continue to burn fossil fuels, right? Many have seen nuclear power as an answer to providing consistent and reliable energy. And Wyoming, which depends heavily on mineral extraction for funding government services and propping up its economy, is desperate for something to improve its circumstances. Since late 2014, the state has been in a real slump because of low oil, gas, and coal prices, and COVID made an already difficult budget situation much, much worse. This announcement came with all that in the background, so the prospect of thousands of construction jobs over the next several years and operator jobs that are supposed to last decades, that sounds pretty exciting. And we did hear a lot of rosy projections and see a lot of big smiles during that June announcement that you mentioned. So nuclear energy in general is a pretty divisive issue. Um, What has the response been by elected officials, but also about communities in Wyoming in question to this announcement? So elected officials, obviously you saw Governor Gordon touting this as a game changer for the state, Senator Barrasso very much a supporter. Terra Power and Rocky Mountain Power sent representatives to meet with lawmakers on June 25th in Casper. And there were very reasonable and pertinent questions that showed that some of these lawmakers have done their homework. But overall, I think the atmosphere is one of of support right now. When you look at the communities where this could go, there was a report in the media from local leaders all expressing enthusiasm. So there's overall an air of excitement. So there are a lot of questions about nuclear in general and how this specific project will unfold. And you've been digging into some of those questions. Can you tell me a little bit about what you've learned about the technology that's being you know, touted as the first of its kind and how it will be utilized on these retired coal plant units? Sure. Your traditional reactors that are supplying around 20% of power nationally are what are called light water reactors. These are thermal neutron reactors that use normal water as coolant and a neutron moderator. Heat generated by controlled nuclear fission turns water into steam, which drives the power generating turbines. 
The natrium reactor, as it is being called, uh, proposed for the site in Wyoming, is part of a class broadly called non-light water reactors. These are sometimes called advanced reactors, and they are cooled not by water, but by other substances such as liquid sodium, helium gas, or even molten salts. The natrium design specifically is what's known as a fast reactor. Natrium uses a liquid metal sodium as its coolant. That's where the name natrium comes from. It's a Latin word for sodium. And it's still creating heat, heating up a molten salt loop that ultimately allows steam turbine to create electricity. The real innovative or new part of this technology, Terra Power says, is the molten salt storage component, which has the potential to boost the system's power up to 500 megawatts. A megawatt powers between 400 and 900 houses, according to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. These units are much smaller than a light water reactor and is said to produce less radioactive waste. And while there's been high degrees of enthusiasm at various times for trying to invest in nuclear power over the last 70-ish years, it always comes with baggage. It's expensive, it's technically complicated, and there are problems around safety. And that's in terms of a meltdown type situation. And there's also concern about proliferation, technology and resources falling into the wrong hands. Now, one example of a light water reactor construction project from recent years is the Vogel plant in Georgia, which is years behind schedule and projected costs are more than twice the initial estimates of 14 billion. In another case, the Levy County nuclear plant in Florida was scheduled to go online in 2016, but that was abandoned after costs ballooned from 5 billion to 22 billion, and it was clear it would be roughly a decade behind schedule. But in the case of the natrium reactor, Proponents claim it would disrupt the nuclear power industry and solve its problems. Uh, they say their designs could lower costs, be built quickly, use uranium more efficiently, and reduce the risk of nuclear proliferation. And when it comes to safety, representatives from TerraPower have been pretty assertive that these designs stand apart and are safer than the reactors that we think of in terms of nuclear disasters like Fukushima, Chernobyl, or Three Mile Island. Now, Wyoming, like I said, depends on minerals for its economic fortunes, and coal is a hefty share of the revenue picture for state and local governments, providing a lot of high paying jobs. Demand for coal has been declining for years, but Wyoming is holding out hope, whether that's in international markets or technologies like carbon capture or coal byproducts. Um, so while they're still holding on to hope of coal's return, which leading economists dismiss, Wyoming leaders are all too happy to have what it seems like an answer to some of its woes in the meantime in this technology. So you mentioned how like the timeline for a lot of these previous nuclear projects has caused a lot of issues. What does the timeline look for the natrium reactor in Wyoming? Um, officials have announced that it, they have a seven-year goal to get this completed. Um, do you see that as something that's realistic? Well, Terra Power's representatives have said that the timeline of seven years is intensely ambitious. But to understand that, I, I think it's important to understand that I've talked to a lot of people who are telling me that we've been here before. Many are reminded of the nuclear demonstration project that never was at Clinch River. In the early 1980s, it was the largest public works project in the United States. This was a joint effort of the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission 
and its successor agency was the U.S. Energy Research and Development Administration. It's subsequently the U.S. Department of Energy. So the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, along with the U.S. electric power industry, hoped to design and construct a sodium-cooled fast neutron re nuclear reactor in Tennessee. It was intended to be a demonstration project of these sodium-cooled fast reactors, giving it an injection of government money with the idea it would be commercially viable. The appropriation from Congress came in 1972 after President Richard Nixon established it as the nation's highest research and development priority. Cost estimates that started in the hundreds of millions grew to billions. There was opposition and it lost lawmakers' confidence. Construction that broke ground in 1981 under the Reagan administration was halted in 1983. Now, Terra Power have been given this task to have it operational in seven years for Washington, D.C., and it needs to come in under a cap of $4 billion for the total cost. And during that meeting with state lawmakers, the TerraPower representative said he knew that was light speed, but expected it could be done. So you mentioned these, you know, groups like TerraPower, et cetera, their collaboration with, you know, Wyoming governments and et cetera, is important to get this project off the ground. What have you learned about these public-private partnerships um, and what they'll entail um, and how much money that Wyoming could be on the hook for to get this project off the ground? Well, look, Wyoming's not on the hook for any money. It's not investing any of its own treasure in this project. It's a 50-50 split between the Department of Energy and Terra Power. What you see in, a, in an example like Clinch River, though, is that this very thing was tried before with the same technology, and it did not pan out. These public-private partnerships are taking place at other sites in the U.S., and it's just yet to be determined whether anything is, is, is going to materialize in terms of commercial viability. So I guess what I've learned is that even with these huge amounts of money that are being put into these projects, it does not mean that it's going to come out the way that you hope it will. So people are interested in these nuclear plants because of the economic benefit they'll bring to Wyoming. How much does the state's economy stand to gain from this project? Well, estimates given to lawmakers uh, at the June 25th meeting are that Terra Power expects there to be 2,000 to 3,000 workers for the construction phase currently slated to last seven years. Those will be highly skilled construction jobs, and TerraPower says it needs Wyoming's workforce to fill that role. And then there would be an estimated 300 to 400 jobs in operations over the projected 60-year life of the plant. Again, TerraPower's representative said it's his hope that Wyoming's existing workforce will fill those jobs. But critics say that it just seems unlikely without a costly retraining program. These are extremely technical jobs that require high-level training, and it may just be more cost-efficient in the end to bring in workers from elsewhere. One other thing, many have hopes Wyoming's uranium can be used for this and other nuclear power plants that are supposed to be developed. And Barrasso and Governor Gordon, too, have emphasized this. But doubters say it's unlikely that will happen any too, anytime soon. Uh, it just seems like a lot has to go right for that to happen. So you're looking at jobs, property taxes, and Wyoming is doing its part, proponents say, in the move to low carbon energy. There's an open question as to whether nuclear energy production would generate revenue for the state. Governor said one step at a time in response to a question about that in June. But if you're looking for something to be a replacement for the revenue that we used to see from coal, the tax structure right now with nuclear is not set up for that. 
So many responses to the reactor announcement have been, why Wyoming? Why now? Through your reporting, has there been a consistent answer um, to these questions? You know, I mentioned earlier, Senator John Barrasso, he introduced and was the lead Senate author of the Nuclear Energy Innovation and Modernization Act, which has allowed more investment in research and development of advanced reactor technology, and it reaffirms congressional support for nuclear energy. This legislation directs the Nuclear Regulatory Commission to be much more aggressive in bringing resources to the table to help us get these advanced reactors licensed. Wyoming has long been one of the nation's biggest producers of energy, so this could be seen as an opportunity for an administration looking to advance clean energy goals while also providing alternatives to communities that will suffer in a transition away from fossil fuels. Wyoming has coal plants hooked up to the power grid all, all ready to go, so it could be sold as a win for everyone involved, providing it all goes to plan. So we're relatively early in the process of getting this approved, et cetera. Where is the project in terms of approval and what are the next steps? We are in the early stages, but this is an extremely aggressive timeline. Uh, the motivator is the need for clean energy in the 2030s, and there's urgency to meet those climate goals and transition to low carbon sources. The licensing and design stages will take two to three years, according to TerraPower's president. The site must be selected by the end of the year, so that's the news many observers are waiting for at this point. It could be the Jim Bridger near Rock Springs, Naughton and Kemmerer, Dave Johnston near Glen Rock, or Wyodak in Campbell County. I, uh, I assume people in those communities are probably more anxious than anyone else, but we'll be waiting and watching for what comes next. So TerraPower has declined to comment when you've reached out to them for this story. As a reporter, how do you deal with the, a potential dead end like that? Well, it's, it is frustrating, but what we do is just move forward. There's a lot of information out there, and there are a lot of intelligent and experienced people who can speak to this issue with authority. And that's what we've tried to do in the absence of TerraPower's participation in my reporting. One thing that people should understand is that what some people have told me is that this enormous investment of public money is a cost to people in Wyoming, if you think about it, um, and it's a cost to the nation. It could have gone to research and development of enhancing storage capacity for existing clean power systems or implementing new infrastructure of low carbon technologies that we already know produce electricity. The U.S. now generates almost 20% of its electricity from from renewable sources like wind, solar, and hydropower, uh, with nuclear, as I mentioned, accounting for another roughly 20%. The Biden administration, which is targeting at least 50% reduction in carbon emissions by 2030, wants Congress to pass its clean electricity standard, which calls for 80% of US power to come from clean sources by the end of the decade. So some who shake their heads at the Natrium project are fans of natural gas. Others are far more inclined toward wind and solar. But the agreement is that investing in this advanced nuclear technology is tethered with problems. And many have said they've heard these same assertions about timelines and budgets before. Thanks, Joel. And thanks for listening to Byline Wildfile. Visit wildfile.com to read stories on the proposed nuclear facility and other vital Wyoming news.